Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, uh, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Before we get started with all of the uh, topics here in fighting games and such, I just kind of wanted to be able to take a little bit of time to wish everybody a uh, happy uh, holiday season here. Obviously, uh, we are reaching the end of the year, and it is definitely being a very, very interesting year. This is the first full year of me doing the It Was Tuesday show by uh, on its own, on my own, basically. And it has been a fun journey here. Uh, to try to you know make this uh, this podcast work and click and everything and you know building up the YouTube channels and all that and it's been a very educational year <laughs> um, it's been a very very educational year uh, learning about algorithms and you know YouTube content and all these things that you gotta do to make things work but uh, you know hopefully that just means that I can continue to grow and build stronger into the next year and also hope you everybody out there is having a good one as well i mean fighting games are the gift that keeps on giving right now we are getting so many cool fighting games i know grand blue fantasy versus rising uh just came out i have not had a chance to dabble in it yet i'm probably gonna try to stream in the next couple of days you know the tutorial uh and just try to uh, figure out like how the systems work and everything like that. So uh, really, really excited about um, what the fighting games uh, are going to bring for us in 2024. Uh, there is just so much, <laughs> so much going on uh, in 2024. And uh, I mean, yeah, Tekken 8 is coming out as Hypofrentinal Force. I played the first beta. Uh, but I haven't played, uh, I haven't managed to try out any Tekken 8 since then. Um, but yeah, uh, Undernight in Birth, as I mentioned last week, also coming out as well. And just, ooh, there's so, 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 so much content to absorb. So again, you know, for everybody here, I hope everybody is having a wonderful time, wonderful holiday season. I know, uh, you know, uh, if you if if you're close with your family, hope you're having a wonderful holidays with your family. If you're, you know, have close friends, or you know, even if you're celebrating uh, alone, you know, I hope you guys try your best to have a good holidays. I know, uh, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything, has been a rough past few years. I know for me personally, uh, all the trials and tribulations that I've been going through have made it a very very taxing year for me uh so i'm hoping that you know 2024 brings some good news for you know not just uh me but for everybody out there um but uh again you know uh you know i'll be trying to stream a little bit during the holidays so if you do find yourself you know by yourself uh, you you're perfectly welcome to come and hang out on my streams and uh have a good time and hang out uh so you know, that is, uh, that that will be happening on twitch.tv slash jchenzor, of course. But, yep, happy holidays to everyone, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever holidays that you try to celebrate. This is a very festive time of year, so I hope you guys are all having a good one. And then hope everybody has a great New Year's as well. So, 
All right, let's get down to business here. Let's actually get down to business. Um, did, I, did that work? Did that not work? Did that not work? Click. There we go. There we go. All right. Okay. So let's actually talk about this a little bit over here. So <laughs> interesting question from Forrest here. Uh, we used to technically not necessarily split the revenue from Ultra Chen TV, but we just used whatever profits there were to cover all of the food costs and extra lift costs and stuff like that when we traveled to events. Uh, so that way it felt kind of even and, you know, it wasn't as much about like trying to split it and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. But nowadays, of course, uh, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me now. So, yeah, I'm actually collecting everything. <laughs> um, I'm collecting the amazing $100 a month and such. So, <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> let's do this. Um Let's talk about uh, scrubby scrubby fighting games. What 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 makes a scrubby fighting game? And of course, uh, I know a lot of people are probably going to be wondering, like, wait, where 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 does this topic come from over here? Uh, let me see if I can actually get to the source of this conversation over here. I should have brought up this uh, tweet ahead of time. But uh, actually, I could probably just do a search for Mana RD over here. Doo, doo, doo. He actually created a poll recently, and he asked if Street Fighter VI is a scrubby fighting game or not. <laughs> so uh, let's take a look at this over here. Uh, I think it's this one here. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Okay. Still getting used to my stream deck over here. Shout outs to Elgato, by the way, for sending me a stream deck. This thing has been amazing. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So Mena RD asked, is Street Fighter 6 scrubby or nah so far? And interestingly enough, it's basically split 50-50, right? So 50% of the people actually thinking that this game is scrubby. Some people are saying not. And then I had a reply over here uh, to, this, uh, to this poll. And I said, to be fair, there really isn't a fighting game out there that you can legitimately say isn't scrubby. There's really no such thing as an honest fighting game. Show me an honest fighting game and I'll show you a boring ass game. And why is my uh, mini camera over here uh, off? Did I screw up over here? What? What the? Where's my tiny camera? Why is my tiny camera not working? Oh, you know what? I think it's because of the NVIDIA broadcast. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, let's see if I switch it over here. Hey, there I am. <laughs> there I am. But yes, my answer basically to this is that to be fair, there really isn't a fighting game out there that you can legitimately say isn't scrubby. There's really no such thing as an honest fighting game. And you know, of course, a lot of people were responding to this. They were talking about like Third Strike being honest and, 
you know, Sam's show is, you know, because I basically said, you know, an honest fighting game is a boring game. And a lot of people are like, Sam's show isn't boring. Uh, you know, uh, uh, some people were saying like Virtua Fighter is anything but boring. So a lot of people, you know, responding uh, that, you know, there are a lot of fighting games that aren't boring out there, right? Well, um, yeah, right, exactly. I responded to that one, too, the Sam Show one. I was like, uh, Sam Show is, uh, I basically said, it's not honest either. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, right? So I started thinking about this a little bit. And, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, in my tweet, I went from talking about scrubby games to honest games. And I think those two kind of things, you know, are, are kind of different, right? Because, you know, um, you know, uh, some people were bringing up Third Strike. And it's interesting here because, uh, you know, some people are saying Third Strike is honest. And uh, Third Strike is not honest at all. <laughs> and, you know, I brought up Ganajin because Ganajin is one of the most dishonest uh, moves in fighting game history. That move is pretty much you pray and that's it. But the, here's the thing about uh, Ganajin though. It's not scrubby because it at least requires a little bit of effort to, 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 to be consistent at, right? But, uh, I mean, you can actually say something like Chun-Li in that game is kind of scrubby, right? Because uh, Third Strike Chun is, if you know how to do crouch medium kick into super and Kara throw... Like, you can almost kill someone completely with that alone. You know, the reason why on the title page today, I, uh, I, I put um, Vega, Super Turbo Vega, is because he's one of the scrubbiest characters in the entire planet, right? I mean, from just, uh, dude, Super Turbo Claw is one of the most completely busted fighting game characters in the history of fighting games. Yet we all love that game. So, you know, the question is, what really is, uh, what is considered scrubby? What is a fighting game that is scrubby, right? Someone actually, you know, posted this up over here uh, as a display of what is scrubby over here, which is just this uh, Luke match over here where crouching strong, crouching strong, crouching strong. <laughs> Jump attack, crouching strong, 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 crouching strong. In the crouching fierce dead, right? So he says like simple but asinine tactics. And I was like, you know, is that is that really kind of what defines scrubby right now? And yeah, that is kind of the idea of it, is that it is simple but you know, a very, very, very effective tactics. Uh, oh, you want the link to that tweet? Okay, uh, let's see. I can get that in here. Uh, Osaga in Super Turbo can definitely be very scrubby. But here's the question, right? So, like I said, I had a whole, I had a whole video once just talking about what makes a fighting game balanced, right? What is a balanced fighting game? But now we're trying to talk the opposite direction. What is a scrubby fighting game? The interesting thing about it is, the whole definition of a scrubby tactic, which is something that anybody can use, even at lower levels, like, like a tactic that can be used at low levels and still 
carry you to being far more effective than you actually are. Which is interesting because even games, fighting games that we try to describe as being scrubby, like that doesn't really rear its ugly head, right? Except in some of our most beloved fighting games, right? Most people probably wouldn't tell you that Third Strike is scrubby, but I mean, let's face it, uh, we do see a lot of chuns <laughs> in Third Strike. We see a lot of chuns. Uh, Vegas, we could see a lot of Vegas in tournaments in Super Turbo. Again, neither of those games have $250,000 or $1 million on the line. Otherwise, we would see everybody just using uh, Claw all day and Chun-Li all day. But because the prize pools out there aren't as egregious, like people are willing to just, you know, define themselves by the character they use as opposed to trying to win a ton of money, right? Um, so uh, what's interesting about it is like, I would say Vega Hyobal is probably, in other words, the wall dive tactic is probably the ultimate in terms of uh, scrubby tactics here. Uh, let me see this uh, Vega Claw Evo. Let me see, do we have that match over here? Uh, trying to see, because there's basically... Uh, it's it's in my it's in my uh, in one of my fighting game trailers uh, that I have of of basically Tokido destroying somebody here. Let me let me just find let me just find uh, my own channel over here and bring to you the uh, uh, the clip here just so you guys can see. Uh, let's see playlists. I have the trailers. Where's all my trailers here? Uh, or my intros, I'm sorry. Uh, no, actually, it was a DVD trailer. It was a DVD trailer. Sorry, guys. I am totally... I, this, was a, this, was a, this is an impromptu uh, uh, me trying to come over here and find this video for you here. Evo DVD trailer. Let's try... I think this is the one right here. So yeah, that was a trailer that I made uh, for for Evo 2008 over there. But again, the Hyobal tactic is probably the scrubbiest tactic in all of fighting games. It's probably one of the scrubbiest tactics because if you even if you're not good at the game, you can clearly win by just Hyoballing everybody to death. Of course, it's called Hyobal because uh, in Japan, that's not Vega, that's Balrog, right? So it's Ball, and Hyo is the Hyo before he actually goes uh, off the wall, right? When he goes off the wall, Hyo, so they call, in Japan, it's called the Hyo Ball tactic, yeah. 08 was uh, the year that there was a beta of Street Fighter Four to be play tested, but that was before Street Fighter Four really reinvigorated the fighting game community. And so, uh, Hyobal is probably the scrubbiest tactic out there. And in fact, 
if there was a million dollars on the line and Super Turbo was played exactly as it is, we would definitely see a lot of claws. There was a million dollars on the line. It, the game would be completely dominated by claws. Cause like even all the people who would use other characters, it's just like, yo, look, a million dollars is on the line. I have the ability to change my life if I win this tournament. Almost everybody will be, I mean, a lot of people would be using claw. Um, and so that right there to me, and again, I speak about this on Super Turbo, but Super Turbo, keep in mind, is also my favorite fighting game to play uh, and is absolutely one of my favorite fighting games of all time. And dude, what the hell? Oh, it's not plugged in, no wonder. Okay, never mind. But it's actually one of my favorite fighting games and I can definitely describe it as having one of the most scrubbiest tactics. And so yeah, at the highest levels, it would be completely dominated by that. But that's the thing. That to me is what a scrubby tactic is. And while, you know, we see that Luke uh, footage over there and yes, does Luke have the most representation in Capcom Cup right now? He does. Right? So does that mean Luke is the scrubbiest character? But uh, I don't think that that properly defines what scrubby really is. Um, we have a situation where uh, we're still getting pretty decent character variety uh, in Street Fighter VI, right? So even if we uh, try to, you know, even if we actually, uh, what was it, Cat Cami? Oh yeah, there we go. Cat Cami six over here. Even if we do try to, you know, so let's see, let's actually bring this up over here. So Cat Cami uh, created this image, of course, again, Cat Cami six. Right now there are seven Luke mains and uh, two Luke secondaries uh, qualified. We've got seven Kens, we've got six DJs. Uh, we've got uh, five. What's what is the ones? Oh, Cortez is used as a secondary character. Okay, so basically we have one jury who has it as a secondary. So there's basically four primary juries, four Chun Li's, and you know obviously we've got the sad group of seven down here who just have no representations in Capcom Cup yet so far. And so, yeah, by all intents and purposes, this definitely makes it seem like, uh, you know, this, this is not necessarily a very balanced game, as I have argued many, many times in the past. Um, as Capcom Cup gets closer and closer, and we basically are at 43 out of 48 players qualified, uh, it definitely seems like the tiers are, are, are working themselves out here and we're starting to get an idea. But again, I don't feel like... Luke is the kind of character uh, that you can actually just pick up and win like you can with a heel ball, <laughs> like like with a, with a vague with a claw heel ball tactic, right? So, and again, I I don't find it necessarily scrubby either because this, of course, is at the highest levels over here. But when I look through the uh, data scraping that we were looking at before to see who was actually uh, popular in here. Let's see, what do we, do we have the character plays over here? I don't think he actually had the uh, character usages here uh, for the entire thing. I think this was uh, players by number CDC rank populations, counting only players active massive range, uh, what was it? 
I know we had some data about which characters were the most popular uh, at the high at in in ranked, but uh, I don't remember where that was. Uh, again, I don't I. I don't feel like that this is quite, you know, like uh, a level of scrub scrubbery uh, that, you know, I, I feel like somebody like Claw is because a lot of these other characters do have the ability to win. Obviously, like I said, in the situation where we have a million dollars on the line, most people are going to be actually playing the characters that will help them the best, right? And even someone in the chat earlier was saying like JP, but JP has only got three representation. I mean, honestly, I feel like JP is a, he's a weird character because clearly he's super strong. But I think at the same time, he's just, he has weaknesses. <laughs> he has weaknesses and those weaknesses get exploited in, in big tournaments like that. Whereas a character like Ken and Luke doesn't have any sort of weaknesses. But the main point of this being is that, um, there we go. The main point of this being is that, uh, were you guys seeing that or did I have it on the wrong screen that whole entire time? Uh, but um, basically the point being is that I don't think the game is a scrubby game and I don't think any of the fighting games that we're playing right now are scrubby uh, at all because uh, we are still seeing some character variety. We are still seeing different characters win. And if a game is truly scrubby, I feel like that tactic would dominate. And when you watch Luke play, there's not like necessarily one tactic that dominates. Obviously we can find rounds like the example video that I showed where someone just crouch strongs everybody to death, but it's not necessarily a tactic that's overbearing, right? So can you, like I said with the Ganajan example, the Ganajan example is that it is clearly not honest, but it is not scrubby because it's kind of difficult to use. I've always said Luke's biggest weakness as a character in Street Fighter VI is that you have to learn how to do those perfect flash knuckle timing, which isn't the easiest thing in the world. I mean, obviously you can get used to it, but we see people drop it in even high levels uh, all the time as well. And it's not like Luke is just sitting there, uh, just killing everybody with off the wall consistently over and over and over again. It still takes a lot of fundamentals and a lot of high level play to be able to have the success with a character like Luke, right? Right, and so you'd say that crouching medium kick into drive rush or raw drive rush, wall carry, throw loop is dominating the game for sure, but is that scrubby? Now this is, this is where things start to get conflated, right? Because scrubby and honest and uh, balance are all terms to kind of throw around into this point because clearly uh, the crouching medium kick into drive rush strategy is capable by Luke, is capable by Ken, is capable by Jury, is capable by Chun-Li, is capable by Rashid, is capable by Cammy, is capable by uh, Kimberly with stand medium kick, uh, Ryu, Jamie, uh, all these characters can do the crouching medium kick into drive rush, and yet somehow Ryu and Jamie, who also have ODDPs, are considered weaker than they're like in the bottom tier, right? Like people consider them though some of the weakest characters in the game. They have crouching medium kick drive rush. They have throw loops. 
they have a good wall carry as well, yet somehow these characters are not top tier. So is that actually a scrubby tactic? And if every character can do it, can you call that a scrubby tactic? You know, that's the thing is if a majority of the cast can do it, to me, a scrubby tactic is something that is so clearly dominant that nobody can do anything about it. And a character like, for example, DJ, he doesn't even have crouch medium kick in the drive rush. He has raw drive rush, but doesn't have crouching medium kick in a drive rush. But he's clearly like top three in the game right now. Uh, JP doesn't have crouching medium kick in the drive rush. And he's like top five in the game, right? So can we really call that particular tactic scrubby when we have top tier characters who don't have it and bottom tier characters who do have it, right? And, and this is where, where, where my brain was starting to go is that I don't even know if you can ever say that there is a single scrubby fighting game out there. I think it kind of, like, the more I thought about my own statement, my own statement where I basically said, show me an honest fighting game and I'll, and I'll show you a, a boring-ass game, I, I really feel like that's the, the, the truth. <laughs> like, has the, like, what, you know, people are sitting here trying to name me honest fighting games, right? People have mentioned Third Strike and Virtua Fighter and Samurai Showdown and all this stuff, and I just don't agree with any of that statement. But... Here's the question out there, okay? Instead, let's go the opposite way. Can somebody in chat who has had some history with fighting games actually name me the scrubbiest fighting game? Like, honestly, uh, yeah, Tekken 7 release was pretty scrubby. Yeah, okay, there's a good one. Tanya release was pretty scrubby. Uh, <laughs> War Gods. MK2. MK2, was there one character that dominated? X-Men versus Street Fighter is an interesting one because everybody's broken in that game. So I don't know if we can necessarily call it Scrubby, right? To me, Scrubby is like Super Turbo Vega Wall Dive or CVS1 Nakaruru. Nakaruru, CVS1 Nakaruru always, to me, is going to be one of the most egregious characters in the game. That character is just dumb. Right. Um, but yeah, so Professor Maven says, I don't like the whole discussion with Scrubby or Honest. There's levels to it, but no one is 100% Scrubby or 100% Honest. Uh, Shao Kahn? You couldn't use Shao Kahn in MK2, though, right? Shao Kahn wasn't playable. I mean, the, obviously the computer Shao Kahn was dumb. Okay, yes, X-Men versus Street Fighter Sabretooth. Yes, Sabretooth is about as Scrubby as you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Sabretooth was a scrub-ass character. Holy crap. Holy crap. One day I should just bring up Sabretooth on, a, on, 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 a, on an emulator and actually just show you the stupid things that he could do uh, just so you could see how broken that character is. Jesus. Ugh. Now, at the highest levels, Sabretooth wasn't considered the strongest character in the game, but, dude, that character... Oh, God, at the mid and lowest levels, I mean, there was basically no skill with that character at all whatsoever. I hate that character so much. <laughs> Holy crap, I hate that character. Oh, man. Uh, uh, in Street Fighter 4, 
Uh, it depends on the version, right? The original version, Seth was broken. Uh, nobody was really super broken by the end of Street Fighter IV. Uh, Sasquatch on Vampire Savior is a pain, but is he scrubby? Not necessarily, because while he's super good, there's a lot of other characters that are also super good. And uh, while Sasquatch definitely has a little bit of easier time being strong, but, you know, the Lord Raptors and the QBs out there, you know, all the characters out there have some sort of dirt in, some, in general, right? Um, but yeah, like, is there such a thing as really a scrubby fighting game? You know, we like to throw these, these, this dialogue around. And again, you know, not to call anyone out specifically or anything like that. But usually when people call fighting games scrubby, it's because they are not finding success in the game, right? This is typically a me problem than anything, right? If you can't win, if you're losing to tactics that you perceive to be scrubby, but other people aren't losing to these tactics. Like if you're playing Super Turbo and you're dying to Hyo Ball, like you can go ahead and call that scrubby because everybody dies to Hyo Ball, right? Like that tactic is just beyond reproach, right? Like that tactic is stupid. Yeah, if it was cheap, everyone would use it. And with a million dollars on the line, that's the thing. If, if, if Luke was really as scrubby as people said he was, like it, with, the, with the perception, with the implications that people have when they call something like Luke scrubby, I would actually imagine like he's what? Seven mains? Yeah, so he's got seven mains and two secondaries out of 43 qualified players, right? So if you count it as seven mains out there, that's one-sixth of the players are using Luke. And so if he was really as scrubby as he'd said, I would expect 50% Lukes. I would really, really expect 50% Lukes out there, but it's just not the case because there are seven Kens and six DJs and four Juries and four Chun-Li's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I... I I don't think there's really... I mean, the sad part is, out of all the main fighting games that we really play, Super Turbo is the closest one I can call to being scrubby because of Vega. And like I said, that's my favorite fighting game. So um, I really just don't think there's such a thing as scrubby. And, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a language. It's, it's, it's language that we should stop using. I think we should really just stop using this language here. It's never going to happen. But again, normally when you say something is scrubby, I feel like it's kind of a, it's like a self-reveal, you know? <laughs> You're basically saying you do not have the ability to counter said tactic. And that said tactic is owning your soul. And so I feel like um, that's a... Uh, I think that's really more the case. Uh, he wasn't scrubby, he was broken. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, Fatal Blows weren't scrubby because everybody had access to them. Now, some characters had easier Fatal Blows than others, and that was a concern. And I think that the, then they balanced that out a little bit more as time went on. Uh, but... Um, I don't think, like, honestly, I can't think of a fighting game that really, really qualifies to me 
as scrubby as something I would actually say, yeah, this game is scrubby. Even going back to some of the older fighting games out there, you know, clearly there were some fighting games where one character was too strong and yeah, like you had to do uh, house rules and ban certain characters and stuff, right? Okay, for example, Akuma in Super Turbo is scrubby, right? Akuma in Super Turbo is about as scrubby as you can get. <laughs> that character legit is banned, right? But that to me is what a scrub, a scrubby character really comes down to. Um, but I really, I, I, I can't, I, it's hard for me to say anything is scrubby today. So I really just don't think that there's such a thing. I really don't think that there's such a thing as uh, scrubby fighting is. Now, again, this is very different from being honest and uh, balanced, right? Because I kind of started conflating those topics in the discussion because people were like, well, Third Strike is honest. And I was like, well, it's one of the most unbalanced fighting games ever. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily, unbalanced doesn't necessarily mean scrubby, right? So, uh, for example, uh, uh, Exert, uh, for a, I'm not Exert, uh, Strive for a little bit. Happy Chaos was clearly the strongest character, so it's unbalanced. But Happy Chaos was not simple to use, so I, I wouldn't necessarily call it scrubby, for example. There's an example right there of a character that dominates but requires a lot of work uh, as opposed to just having the most basic of tactics uh, killing everybody. So, um, yeah, again, uh, Forrest, we're not really talking about CP fighting against CPUs. This is only against other, other humans, of course. Uh, but... So, and then of course, like I said, uh, also uh, honest is a different thing too. So a lot of people were bringing up games like Virtua Fighter as being honest. And, you know, that's what a lot of people say about Virtua Fighter is that it is a very honest fighting game. Uh, so that's different though. Like I don't necessarily know if, I mean, I guess is honest really the opposite of Scrubby? Is that is that is that kind of how we feel here? Because... Honestly, again, I don't feel like I've ever played an honest fighting game. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever played an honest fighting game. And uh, uh, VF also has the issues of like crazy ring outs in s certain small stages and stuff. And uh, Virtua Fighter. And then somebody even mentioned uh, Jackie's... Uh, the, 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 the flip kick that he has, which is really, really a problem as well. Uh, so I don't even know if you can call Virtua Fighter honest. And I really do believe the fact that if you have an honest fighting game, it's probably pretty boring. Or this just there's two characters. <laughs> and they're the same character. No, there's one character in the game. Karate Champ is honest, right? Karate Champ is honest. Uh, uh, Footsies is honest, right? Um, oh, it's just a scrub killer. Flip Kick is a scrub killer. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I guess that's really all I have to say on this topic. Pretty, pretty uh, short little, uh, th you know, thing to discuss here. But you know, if you actually do think there are honest fighting games out there, you know, please leave them in the in the in the comments below. But if you actually feel like uh, there are uh, scrubby fighting games, you know, list them below. 
And, and you know, like I said, I, I really hope that we do have, you know, actual discourse here. Because it's obviously very easy to meme your way through this kind of a discussion and be like, oh, this game is scrubby just because you want to make fun of the game. Um, <clears throat> a demon makes it not honest. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, uh, I mean, let's face it, even, even chess isn't really all that honest because one player always gets to go first, right? <laughs> one player always gets to go first, so white always has a slight advantage in chess. Um, uh, so, yeah, just uh, let me know. <laughs> this is why we have chess, too. Oh, boy. Oh. You had to go there, didn't you? You had to go there. But and that's the other thing, too. That's the other thing that I'll just add, tack on to the end of this here, is that dishonest fighting games are always some of the most popular fighting games. Because <laughs> Third Strike, Super Turbo, MVC2, Tekken Tag 1, uh, MVC3, uh... Like, the classics that survive throughout time. Hell, even old games that have been revived, like Sailor Moon. You know, a game like Exerd, which everybody loves. And even some of the classic Guilty Gear XXs. Like, none of these games are honest. All these games are, like, super busted in a way. And these are clearly some of the most popular fighting games that exist. Right, three Third Strike had unblockables, and there was an arcade patch that removed unblockables, and everybody hated it because the characters with the unblockables weren't the problem. <laughs> they needed the unblockables to actually be able to compete. And so again, there's nothing honest about unblockables, but in a way, it actually made them competitive. So, um, so again, I, I feel like I don't know if that's what we want. Do we really want honest fighting games? Or do we actually kind of prefer having things be scrubby? Now, it doesn't have to be scrubby. It can just be dishonest. Like I said, honest and doesn't necessarily, I'm sorry, uh, not honest doesn't necessarily mean scrubby. So if like the best characters were actually a little difficult to use, I'm sure most people would be okay with that. But uh, what most people don't want is something very simple that anybody can win with. And usually, thankfully, in this day and age, those things are patched out pretty quickly, right? Whenever we run into something that is clearly dishonest, such as an MKX Tanya or a Tekken 7 Leroy, uh, they get patched out pretty quickly. So uh, we usually don't have to worry about it all that much. So, dude, Melee is one of the most broken fighting games there is, dude. That game, <laughs> Jesus, you have a character with a one-frame attack that can be jump-canceled into safety, who's also one of the fastest characters in the game. Like, how is that even fair? <laughs> how is that even fair, man? Oh, man, Fox is one of the most broken characters in the game. So, uh, I think, I think, um... Yeah, I think we actually like broken games. In fact, broken games are the ones that I feel like kind of withstand the test of time a little bit more. I like games that are a little bit grimier, a little bit crazier. Like, it's interesting. A lot of people hate the drive reversals. But if you've actually listened to me talk about Street Fighter, I mean, not drive reversals, drive rushes. 
But if you've listened to me talk about Street Fighter VI, I've almost never really complained about drive rushes. I think drive rushes are fine. I like what they bring. I like that they kind of create a different, unique pace to the game. It's distinctly Street Fighter VI, and I like the fact that it creates a very different pacing, and it creates a very different, uh, uh, like... Uh, I don't want to keep using the word pacing and speed, but just more of a different dynamic to the game. It's it's a very, very different dynamic to the game. So uh, perfect parries, yeah, might be the real problem, but we'll see how that goes if perfect parries really start to become one of the strongest things in the game. If everybody starts perfect parrying everything, yeah, then we're, we're, we're going to have to start worrying about it a little bit more. So... Um, so again, I don't think anything's really scrubby. I think we're in a great position. I think fighting games are doing well. I think most of the fighting games are doing well. One of the reasons why that I think a lot of people are frustrated in particular with Street Fighter VI and why, you know, Mena was asking that question, particularly for Street Fighter VI, obviously is because, you know, the game's not getting any patches anytime soon. And we're all used to getting patches pretty quickly. So I don't know when Street Fighter VI plans to finally do a patch, probably before Season 2 starts, maybe after Capcom Cup or something like that. So that we can enter the next year with a new meta but i do think that one patch a year is probably a little too small uh, especially with how restless restless the natives get uh, as a result so uh, if oh interesting cp skills asks uh, a friend and i were having a conversation if you were to reboot virtua fighter in this current climate what would you do you'd probably have to look at tekken seven very carefully and see the kind of things that Tekken seven did because honestly previous to Tekken seven and Tekken tag two Tekken had a lot of the same problems that Virtua Fighter had it was really boring to watch like Tekken was not a popular viewer game before Tekken seven Tekken seven really turned it into this amazing viewer experience people got a lot more excited with the game and a lot of that came from the things like the slow-mo the uh you know the zoom-ins on the counter hits and the moves that you know go into cutscene animations and stuff like that which they're really doubling down on in Tekken 8. I think uh Virtua Fighter can do a lot of the th that as well <laughs> what people say is amazing about VF is why people don't play VF. Right. I mean as people say that it's honest and it's not boring. It's not popular in the US either. So uh <laughs> I don't know if that necessarily stands up to the it's not boring argument, right? But you know the game needs to put a little more flash into the game. You just need you just need to add a little more flash in the game. I don't think you have to, for example, uh, uh, add in a bunch of um, uh, like mechanics, like meters and supers and stuff like that. Uh, they may. I mean, the game has always been a very simple game with just the three buttons. I always wonder if they should add more buttons because I really like what they did in Virtua Fighter, uh, the last Virtua Fighter, which is VF6, right? VF6 is the latest one. Yes, VF6 is the latest one. I really kind of like what they did, how like punch and then punch was like the jabs. Kick was kind of like the, the light kicks. Punch plus kick was like the heavy punches and kick plus guard were like the heavy kicks. 
and punch plus guard was always the throws. So they kind of mapped the moves a little bit, and 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 I uh, and I uh, is it five? Five was the last one. Okay, five. So VF five. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I like lost track at this point. There's so many games with sequels these days. Um, but again, uh, I you know. I like how they kind of did that to try to make it a little more normalized. Because one of the things that's tough about the game is that there is a lot of moves and that the moves have certain properties and they're very similar. I mean, that's always going to be the thing that is tough for Tekken and Virtua Fighter to get into is that they both require just a, a, a huge amount of studying, right? There's just a, such a huge amount of uh, uh, memorization and learning moves and stuff like that. So it's always kind of difficult, but at the same time, you don't want to take it away because that really hurts the essence of what the game is. Yeah, well, see, DJ Blue says a lot of things that are recommending for how to update VF would likely alienate the VF diehards. Welcome to Guilty Gear. <laughs> Welcome to Guilty Gear. And you know what? Guilty Gear Strive has sold better than it's ever sold before. Had over 2,000 entrants at EVO this past year. I think it was like 2,600 entrants. And all of the Guilty Gear diehards still uh, talk smack about the game. So <laughs> it's a tough situation for these developers. It really, really is. Um, yeah, exactly. CCP Skills says the same thing. Um... But, you know, Virtua Fighter is one of those games that I feel like does have a lot of, like, essence uh, into it. And I'm not sure you'd want to change it to make it more palatable to newcomers. You know what I mean? Virtua Fighter, like, I feel like that's a game that wants to try to maintain its reputation of what it is, right? I, I feel like you don't want to uh, dumb down Virtua Fighter. <laughs> For, for mass appeal. Uh, trying to think, what could you do? What could you do to Virtual Fighter? Like I said, you just have to make the presentation better. Because honestly, you know, I've always liked Virtual Fighter's graphics because it's bright and colorful compared to Tekken. But as Tekken moved on, it got fancier and fancier, you know, particle effects, whatever, kind of things like that. Virtual Fighter, uh, like, I think if you, <sighs> let's be real here, okay? Let's all be honest here. <laughs> you gotta make the game really pretty. <laughs> Cause that's what people care about. As much as we wanna say we don't care about graphics, graphics is almost everything. <laughs> all the game fighting games that end up popular are really pretty looking games, okay? And all the ugly games got lambasted into non-existence. <coughs> MVCR, <coughs> KOF 14. You know, look, graphics are important. If VF, like, let's just say, uh, like, like you said, like Mike Lee actually says, they need to exaggerate movements and animation, animations more. Currently, it looks like two characters ramming into each other, a lot of blob of stuff happening. What if they actually doubled down and made the motion capture in the game, like, ridiculous and just tried to make it look as bizarrely realistic <laughs> as humanly possible in a way that wasn't uncanny valley, you know, like... The moves just looked amazing and they flowed and all these other things like that. Like 
that would be an interesting tactic right there to go kind of the opposite route. Or they do need to make the game a little bit more anime-esque, right? A little more exaggeration. It's got to be one or the other. But currently, the way VF is right now, it's kind of straddling that weird line down the middle where it looks beautiful, but at the same time, it's not flashy enough, you know? So... Uh, I mean, I, I could almost picture a weird VF where it just looks ridiculously realistic, where everything has all the proper weight and all this stuff. And like, but then at the same time, more sparks and crazy camera angles. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how you would make it so that VF could catch on these days. You would certainly have to have uh, some form of like, I mean, I don't know if Street Fighter VI is setting any kind of precedent, but you'd probably have to have some form of modern controls or, you know, baby controls for Virtua Fighter. Maybe a mode that literally limits you down to just a few moves, uh, you know, the, 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 the primary moves that they feel like the character really needs to win, and then you can learn other moves from there, you know. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> just so people can get into the game easier. So, uh, Aoki did mention that, uh, potentially putting in like a modern controls kind of thing. I know Oda mentioned it, uh, for SNK stuff, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if the Street Fighter VI is really making devs think differently now, because honestly, uh, when you looked at it, when we looked at the, uh, the data that I scraped, uh, that not I scraped that uh, XJPH scraped that I went over yesterday uh, last week uh, when we actually looked at the variation of usage of controls when you actually looked at the lowest ranks like uh, rookie rookie two all the way through rookie five modern controls was over 50% and as it, the ranks get higher modern controls drops little by little but the fact that even by the time you get to gold, uh, gold one, 33%, a third of the players are still using modern controls is really a huge indication of the effectiveness of modern controls and how many people are actually using it. So I really do think that, that there is something to be said about that, uh, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that VF has a massive player base in Japan, but again, I also think that that has a lot to do with the arcade culture. Uh, I really feel like fighting games have an easier time thriving uh, when you have this many games that they have an easier time thriving in an arcade because they're cheap to attempt, they're cheap to just try out. And while you're not playing, you can play other things and you're watching people learn and people are talking. Uh, I don't think the modern environment of going on online ranked is, 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 is proper for hooking people into fighting games. Uh, I really just don't think uh, it's 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 a it's a thing that that's actually possible. Uh, I'll post the link in the chat for you. I did a whole video last week where I kind of uh, went through all of the all of this data, um, all of this data, Caranormal. But you can check it out in there. The uh, the modern and uh, classic controls is one of the links at the end of this guy's article. So click down there, it says control type by rank or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Modern Controls was at Evo because, uh, and again, keep in mind that it was played by Haitani, who is one of the five gods of fighting games in Japan. So it wasn't like some schmuck got in there because of Modern Controls. Haitani just was really believed in some of the advantages that it gave him. And him being one of the greatest fighting game players of all time from Japan uh, was able to take Modern Controls into top eight. So again, keep that in mind. <laughs> it's not like Haitani was new to fighting games or anything. He was just like, you know what? I like being able to walk back and up kick with Chun-Li. I like having a one button level two super. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He was also using a lot of classic inputs as well to make sure he got the max damage of things. So he was using it for the advantages that it rewarded him uh, as opposed to, hey, I don't know fighting games. I'm going to be using modern controls to help me learn fighting games. So any case, uh, I think that about it covers this topic over here. Uh, so I... I, I... I really do feel like we need to stop talking about games being scrubby. I, I, I stick by what I say. I don't think that there's such a thing as a fighting game that you can't find something in there that you can call scrubby. Every fighting game is going to have something that is really, really strong. Unless the game is really homogenized and really actually kind of boring. You know? <laughs> so I, I really do feel like... Um, I really do feel like that uh, we, there's no such thing as a scrubby fighting game. I really don't think so. Like I said, weirdly enough, the scrubbiest fighting game, that's serious. Uh, obviously, there's a million fighting games that have been made out there, and there's going to be some character that's way overpowered and ruins the meta and everything, and you could spam one button until it wins. Like SVC Chaos, for example, right? When SVC Chaos came out, Geese had an infinite, and Zero had an infinite right from the get-go, and Geese's infinite apparently wasn't even that hard to do. So, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about the Leroy's. We can talk about the Tanya's and stuff like that, but, you know... In terms of games that we play a lot today that haven't, you know, that have that, you know, including patches and stuff like that or removing a lot of the broken stuff. I really don't think that there's such thing as a scrubby fighting game these days. And again, Sabretooth, you know, being as busted and stupid and scrubby as he is, X-Men Street versus Street Fighter will never, ever, ever be a game that even the players themselves will tell you is an honest, like, legit competitive fighting game, right? People will play it and they'll have a great time with it, but uh, I don't think anybody's gonna be like, yeah, get into this game. This game is really fun and you know, it's super competitive. Like, no, dude, you just get hit at, by anything and everyone has an infinite. Every character, it's like Karate Champ, right? First hit wins, basically. <laughs> I love the game, Forrest. I have the super giant FAQ written for it that actually got copy and pasted into a Brazilian magazine uh, without my permission, so uh, you know, <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I love X-Men vs. Street Fighter and what it provided me. <sighs> Any case, uh, I think that's all I've got for tonight. So for this topic, for those of you on YouTube, uh, like I said, let me know what you think is an honest game or a scrubby game in the comments below. Make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, for those of you in Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're doing a match analysis after this, and that match analysis will be on YouTube shortly as well. So uh, look for that the next day.
But in any case, thank you guys for hanging out here. And remember that the day this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. <laughs>